Hi, I'm Sasha, and you're listening to Sasha's Political Hypothesis. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing and evaluating the view that proportional representation should be used for UK general elections. So demand for electoral reform in the UK has arguably stagnated due to the 2010 hung parliament and the 2017 minority government that have happened under the first past the post electoral system. However, there is no visible trend of hung parliaments within the current system, whereas in proportional representation, there are numerous examples. Whilst proportional representation may enhance um, some elements of representative democracy, it may actually lead to a more fragmented and unstable government and therefore is not desirable in UK's Westminster elections. Thus, there is no prevalent need, in my opinion, for proportional representation to replace first-past-the-post. An argument in favour of proportional representation would be how in the 2010 and 2017 UK general elections, first-past-the-post has not actually produced stable majority governments. In the 2010-2015 election, results took five days to arrive, whilst negotiations took place to form the coalition government between the Conservatives and Liberal Democrats. Secondly, the DUP and Conservative negotiation took 17 days to form a government. This was during 2017, and this was due to the Conservatives having only a small majority. Furthermore, this is a strong disadvantage for the the first-past-the-post system, as with a small minority or small majority, it is unlikely that laws will easily pass in Parliament, and so forming an agreement with the DUP in exchange for them voting in favour of the Conservatives for big votes or big issues could be seen as undemocratic. These examples expose flaws within the swift move of power, and those in favour of both first past the post argue for, and which would usually be lacking in a proportional representation system. This argument is made less convincing, however, when we look at the 2019 general election results, which is the, which are the most recent, where the UK saw a majority of a vote of 67.3 for the Conservatives, and therefore one could argue a rise in the majority government which would enhance democracy. In comparison to proportional representation, if we look at that, the Conservatives would have lost 77 seats. This would lead to a very weak mandate to govern. A mandate is the authority or right a party has to govern and to carry out the policies in their manifesto. Thus, the 2010 and 2017 general elections were arguably anomalies and should not determine a complete change in the electoral systems. It must also be noted that the 2010 hung parliament formed the first coalition government in 70 years. This is not a common trend in UK politics. Proportional representation, however, displays a trend and shows that it is less likely to produce a strong and stable government, unlike the the first-past-the-post system. An example for this would be the 2007-2011 Belgian political crisis, where under the proportional representation system, it took 18 months to form a government. Due to forming a minority government, coalitions and agreements formed, which may lead to conflict and indecisiveness within a government, which is obviously undesirable. 
Another regional example would be the Northern Ireland Assembly. The Assembly was in a period of suspension until January 2020, after it collapsed in January 2017 due to policy disagreements between its power-sharing leadership. The power-sharing government may bring rival groups together, but they are still prone to mass conflict. So therefore, an overriding disadvantage of proportional representation would be that this move of power is not swift, and so without the rule of law for extended periods of time, a country may suffer in various aspects, like economically or socially. After the coalitions and agreements form under proportional representation, we see a trend of compromise. And this may weaken the mandate to govern, as they may not uphold their manifesto as promised, further leading to mistrust of the government within the electorate. The electorate is the voters, the people who vote for the party, for the MP and for our government essentially. Thus, there is no prevalent need for proportional representation to replace first past the post, as it actually weakens the party's mandate to govern, as well as inhibiting the winning party from carrying out the policies it promised in its manifesto without compromise. A second advantage of proportional representation, and therefore an argument for it being used in the UK general elections, is that it does not discriminate against a party with widespread support and smaller parties. Elections for the House of Commons currently use the winner-takes-all approach of first-past-the-post as a result of gerrymandering. This has been criticised for failing to represent the views of smaller and significant minorities and preventing smaller parties, as I said, from having much influence in Parliament. So this ensures a continued two-party system. A two-party system is where two major political parties dominate the political landscape. So in this case, it would be Conservative and Labour, but also Lib Dem could be seen as one. Furthermore, it can be argued that the the first-past-the-post system may cause the tyranny of majority, minority, sorry, the tyranny of minority. According to John Stuart Mills, where the majority that wins force the minority who lose to accept a change while it is against their interest is known as the tyranny of the minority. An example for this would be the Scottish, who voted strongly to stay in the EU in 2016 and thus claimed that they were being tyrannised by the English majority with Johnson's no deal and hard Brexit. Thus, there may be some proportional representation and some may argue that they are not actually being proportionally represented and they want to ensure a system where minorities feel that they are equally represented and may not feel tyrannised. Instead of preventing extremist parties from gaining foothold, first past the post rewards big winning parties by giving them a winner's bonus. This feature disadvantages minor parties as they are denied seats that they would have gained in a proportional system. For example, in 2019, the Conservatives did not win a majority of votes with 43.6, however, they did win 56.2 seats. This difference of 12.6% under the plurality system of first-past-the-post would not have occurred in proportional representation, and therefore could be argued that it is more democratic. The Electoral Reform Society estimated that in the 2015 general election under first-past-the-post, 
three-fourths of the votes were effectively wasted, as they had no chance of influencing the outcome of a safe seat. To explain the um, concept of a safe seat, for example, Theresa May's Maidenhead constituency has been conservative since 1883. Some may argue that this produces more wasted votes, as people may wonder what is actually the point of voting in an election if their constituency is a heartland for a party that the voter is against. This argument is seriously weakened, however, as although the the first-past-the-post system may represent smaller parties, it can actually be an advantage as extremist parties are unable to get foothold. This prevents parties that support racism, xenophobia and other extremist views from holding any power in government. To support this, for example, UKIP, which is a um, right-winged party, won almost 3.9 million votes, which are 13% of the total vote in 2015. However, they only won one seat. Under proportional representation, they would have won 81, as their votes were widely dispersed. Therefore, it can be argued that although first-past-the-post is seen to undermine a representative democracy, proportional representation should not be used due to its boosting of the significance of the smaller parties, giving them undue influence and potentially risking UK safety. One argument against proportional representation being used for the UK general elections is that far more is that it is far more um, complicated to understand than the first past the post system, which perhaps will discourage voters and decrease turnout, which would very largely threaten democracy. An example for proportional representation would be the single transferable vote system, or otherwise known as the STV. MPs have to each reach a quota given to each constituency, and if someone gets a surplus of votes past the threshold, the surplus is distributed to the voter's second choice, as they are given two choices. An advantage for this would be that votes are distributed proportionally, resulting in a correlation between the votes and the seats, and this would reflect the voter's choice and the will of the people very appropriately. Furthermore, under this type of proportional representation, voter choice is actually very high. It is possible to choose between candidates for the same party as well as candidates for the different party. In the Northern Ireland, for example, it has created power-sharing governments that enables representatives of the two rival communities or unions to work together. For example, they ended 30 years of violent disturbance in Northern Ireland. This is actually a strong argument in favour of proportional representation to be used to and replace a plurality system like the first past the post. Another system would be the additional member system, or the AMS, which is actually a hybrid system between um, our proportional representation and first past the post. It includes one regional and one constituency vote. The second vote introduces a proportional element and this acts as a corrective to the first past the post part of our system, of the AMS system, sorry. The calculation is made using a Dehont formula, which is extremely mathematical, and this is a disadvantage, however, as it introduces a great sense of complexity to understand the system for an ordinary voter. Although these systems are more proportionate, it is still producing a combination of all these parties in government. 
Therefore, they're prone to conflict. For example, the Northern Ireland Assembly, as we spoke about. Therefore, the power-sharing government may bring rival groups together, but they're still prone to conflict. Furthermore, in large member constituencies, the link between members and voters may be weak. This is in comparison to MPs under the the first-past-the-post system holding surgeries, where the voters are heard. The argument underpinning all these factors is the complexity of proportional representation systems, and they are unrealistic for the common voter to comprehend, which may disengage them with politics and therefore decrease voter turnout, weakening the democracy of the country. This is further supported by the 2011 AV referendum, where 68% of people preferred to maintain the status quo. Thus, this shows that constituents are content with their understanding of the system, and there is no need to replace it with the proportional representation system. In conclusion, there are arguments that assert proportional representation should be used in UK general elections. However, arguments against the system are more greatly weighted. Firstly, the the first-past-the-post system could undermine the winning party's mandate to govern, as half of the party may not have actually voted for the party in power, and not consented for the minority party that the coalition is with. Due to the 2010 and 2017 results being anomalies, there is no significant trend that this is. However, it does produce a strong and stable government. Contrary to this, proportional representation produces a consistent trend of fragmented government, weakening mandates. Secondly, although it may deny smaller parties power, it inhibits extremist parties from gaining foothold, which strengthens the system and protects individuals. First past the post is far easier to understand which enables voters to participate and engage more in politics. Thus, the proportional representation leads to a more fragmented and indecisive government that is undesirable for any country's stability. Although there are discrepancies in the extent of the the first-past-the-post representativeness that they could be reformed, there is no need to completely change the electoral system to first-past-the-post of first past the post, sorry, to proportional representation due to its numerous flaws.